0: This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. In this episode, we're talking all about how to deal with difficult clients, And in terms of dealing with them, there's two things I mean by that. The first is how you should actually respond to them in a professional and legal capacity. And the second is how to deal with this, how to come to terms with the perhaps criticism or abuse that you might be getting from somebody that you've entered into a business relationship with. So the first thing in dealing with a difficult, challenging client is to understand that actually nobody is out to get you. Everybody is just working in their own mode of operation, doing what's best for them in their own model of the world. So this isn't personal, although it can sometimes feel that way. The first thing you need to make sure is accepting that it is normal to have difficult and challenging clients. Not everybody is on the same wavelength as you. Not everyone is going to love your content. And it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong, just that you are not a great fit. And that can happen for all sorts of reasons. Often when I've had complaints or requests for money back, it's actually because something is going on in their personal life or their private life that I know nothing about, but I'm getting a surface level glimpse of it. So my advice on this, and believe me, I have learned the hard way, is to ensure that whatever product or service you're putting out there, your contracts, terms and conditions are absolutely watertight. So for me, I used to just have people tick a box at the checkout cart. But now I actually, if they're going on to a group program or they're going on to a one to one contract or they are becoming part of a mastermind or an online course, they have to sign a contract with an e-signature. Because I think there is something about that formality that makes people wake up and pay attention and accept that they can't just have their money back willy-nilly. It also makes it just feel much more watertight. So if there are any problems down the line and you never know who might become problematic you just never know. And there's all sorts of reasons why that might happen. If you have that contract in place, you are making it safe for you. And also you are making it safe so that one, you're not having to give back money willy nilly and unnecessarily. So you're protecting yourself from a financial point of view. But also you're putting those really firm boundaries in place into exactly what they're getting for that service. Particularly if you work in the coaching space, for example, if there's any kind of coaching or consultancy, you can actually and hopefully you will form really good connections and bonds with people. But you do have to establish those boundaries because they are your client first. And yes, you may end up having a friendship alongside that possibly, but they are your client. And this is a professional relationship. Now, the second thing I want to mention is that because you've got your contracts right and your T's and C's right in the first place, hopefully you won't need legal support. But you want to know who are those people that you can reach out to. And there's actually someone that I'm going to be posting a link to. It's a recommendation, a lady that I've worked with who has created my contracts, terms and conditions and agreements from scratch. You do not want to be copying and pasting from somebody else's you need to make sure it fits your business. This is not a one type fits all. And actually, if you copy and paste from someone else's terms and conditions, you are probably in breach of contract anyway, by taking that information, because somebody owns that intellectual property. So invest, 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 it will save you a lot of money and a lot of headaches and a lot of heartache somewhere else down the line. Make sure you have that legal support so that you know who to reach out to, because when things escalate with a problematic client, either on their side that they are requesting money and it's becoming a pressured situation, or because someone is not behaving in the way that you believe is courteous and respectful to you and the service that you provide, you want to know that you can terminate that agreement safely, securely, legally, ethically, and swiftly should you need to. So make sure you've got that person on speed dial, you know who to contact and that you have a relationship and a rapport with them already. The next thing I really want to talk about is that personal side to it. So it can be really hard when you've gone into a relationship genuinely wanting to help someone with your service or your product and you're putting your heart and your soul into your work to then get negative feedback. And what I want to tell you is that it is only feedback. It is not the truth of the matter. There are always two, if not more sides and truths to a particular story, to an event, to something that's happened. And this is something I've struggled with in the past because I am very passionate about what I do and genuinely want to help people. But my way isn't always going to be someone else's way. And as painful as it can be, actually getting to the root of what their feedback is, understanding what their problem is with you, what they're not enjoying or liking or getting from your content, once you get over that emotional, personal hurt that you may initially feel, there is going to be a really useful message in there for you, which you can listen to or decide not to. But there's definitely some feedback and something to learn. So for example, it might be that you're not delivering in a way that they expected. It might be that perhaps your style of delivery isn't their cup of tea for whatever reason. Now, that isn't all about you. That's down to them. But you do want to make sure that what you're going to be delivering is really, really clear at the places where they sign up. So in terms of what might be on your landing page, your sales cart, and even then in the contract and in your T's and C's so that you know and they know exactly what they are getting and you know that you have been crystal clear in what you're going to deliver. And I'm afraid that I was fairly naive in this initially, because I went into many coaching relationships with my eyes closed. I wanted to help people. But unfortunately, you don't know someone else's financial situation. You don't know what's going on in their personal life. And the fact of the matter is, if you're using something like PayPal or Stripe as a payment card option, then someone can request a resolution or request a chargeback. And that money can come straight out of your account while this dispute is happening. And you then are the one who is financially at a disadvantage. So you want to make sure that you have as many places as possible, all of these legal financial safeguards in place for yourself. So once you are able then to deal with that feedback, take a bit of time to think, well, what could I do differently next time? What am I not communicating? Am I actually bringing on board the right clients or have I just been selling and, and agreeing to work with people who aren't a good fit for me? And there's something intuitive about that because once you work with a few bad eggs, a few rotten apples, then you don't want to do it again. You don't want to get caught out in that way. So there's definitely something to learn. The other thing I want to say is about making sure that you are, in terms of that boundary setting, that you are always professional in your response. And as I talked about before, sometimes if you're working with someone in a coaching capacity or a consultancy capacity, those lines can blur a little bit. So make sure that as soon as you have your ears flagged up to the fact that there might be a problem, revert to email as your communication method because it is much more formal and it's easier to track what's going on. In these days where we use Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn Messenger, where maybe even on Instagram and WhatsApp, you want to make sure that you have that official documentation about any complaints in a really formal method itself. So it's worth going back to think about in your own business, even if it's just you, what is the complaints procedure? How do you want that to be managed? And what does it look like? Because you will encounter you will encounter issues somewhere down the line and you want to be prepared for that so that you're not caught off guard. So I'm going to just run through here. So first of all, there will be challenging clients. It's not all about you and it doesn't mean that you're terrible. So the sooner you can come to terms with the personal hurts or slights that might have been given to you, and believe me, everybody who's out there, who's out there providing content, providing services, will have had negative feedback at some point. What is there for you to learn from it? And also, how can you move on quickly from this to get to a professional, courteous legal resolution? Get your contracts, your T's and C's absolutely watertight. Have a legal professional that you can contact. As I said in the show notes, I will be having a link to someone that I recommend that I've used several times over. And make sure that you're setting those boundaries in your contracts right from the beginning and that you maintain a professional, courteous, yet friendly, open relationship in all of your communications. But the top line is, you are always going to end up having some difficult clients. It's almost a rite of passage. Doesn't mean it's comfortable, doesn't mean anyone likes it, but the sooner you come to terms with how to deal with it and can move on from that personal hurt, and believe me, Sometimes I'll allow myself to sit in that upset for a little while because sometimes someone else's feedback might not be done in a courteous way that I feel that I deserve and is worthy of the level of quality that I've tried to give to people. But that's okay. It's not about you. So how can you deal with that quickly so that you can move on, future-proof your business, and also emotionally and mentally get out there more so that you are not pulling yourself back because you've had this criticism? Dealing with difficult clients is something that you're going to have to do, so make sure that you are prepared for it by thinking through your complaints procedure right from the word go. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.